Today is September the 9th. Can I really change? Let's find out together as we look at Romans 7 and 8. The book of Romans is Paul's theological treatise. It's where Paul describes what he believes about um, the, predicament of, the predicament of man and uh, what God does about that. He goes into great detail in the first five chapters about the concepts of salvation. But starting in chapter 6, he begins to talk about the Christian life. In chapter 6, he talks about the reality that many Christians live, in which although redeemed by the blood of Christ, they continue to suffer the control that sin has over them. When we come to chapter 7, Paul gets real personal. Paul in chapter 7, starting in verse 7, begins to describe the way the law interacts with Paul himself. Paul says, well then, am I suggesting that the law of God is sinful? Well, of course not. In fact, it was the law that showed me my sin. I would have never known that coveting is wrong if the law had not said, you must not covet. But sin used this command to arouse all kinds of covetous desires within me. If there were no law, sin would not have that power. Paul goes on to say, I experienced sin in my own life. And the way he experienced sin, he says, sin spoke to me, sin deceived me, uh, sin caused me to desire. And he uses terminology straight out of Genesis chapter 3, when the serpent spoke to Eve, when the serpent caused Eve to desire the fruit of the tree, and the serpent deceived Eve. Paul essentially says, I myself experienced the fall of man. I didn't need Adam and Eve to fall for me. I was very capable of falling myself, and I did. Paul then goes on in verse 14 to say, so the trouble is not with the law. The law is spiritual. Good. The trouble's with me. For I'm all too human, a slave to sin. I don't really understand myself, for I want to do what's right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. But if I know that I'm, what, what I'm doing is wrong, this shows that I agree that the law is good. So I'm not the one doing wrong. It's sin living in me that does it. We don't know what particular type of sin Paul is describing here. It sounds very much like an addiction that Paul may have had. Uh, 
he describes sin in graphic terms and describes me. And I suspect that he describes you at the same time. You see, the problem that I face is not that I don't know what I'm supposed to do. The problem that I face is that I do know what I'm supposed to do. I just don't do it. Paul said the same thing about himself. I know what's right. I love what's right. I try to do what's right. And I continually fail. And I do what's wrong. By the end of the chapter, Paul says, What a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that's dominated by sin and death? He goes on to say in the next verse, In my mind, I really want to obey God's law, but because of my sinful nature, I am a slave to sin. Now, Paul describes much of our life in these terms. But the passage doesn't end here. Romans 8 says, So now, there's no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. Because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving Spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law could not do. He sent his own son in a body like the bodies we sinners have. In that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving us his son as a sacrifice for our sins. He did this so that the just requirement of the law would be fully satisfied for us who no longer follow our sinful nature, but instead follow the Spirit. What Paul says is that as long as we focus on the law, as long as we focus on what we think we need to be doing, as long as we focus on works, we're condemned to be a slave to sin. But we belong to Christ. When we belong to Christ, God sends his spirit to work in us, to aid us in this miracle of transformation that he wants to see inside us. He wants us to be affected in a positive way by his spirit. My question to you today, where are you on this continuum? Do you find yourself still a slave to sin? What part of you 
do you need to turn over to God so that his Holy Spirit can help transform you in the image of Christ? Please like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you used to listen to it. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow, we'll ask the question, why include these lists at all and create the confusion that we might not be a part of God's kingdom?